Welcome to the Friday, February 29th, Leap Day edition of the Relevant Podcast, your audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is Managing Editor Jesse Carey. Hello. Editorial Director Adam Smith. Greetings, everyone. And my wife and Operations Manager, Maya Strang. Hi. Today is a very unique podcast because it comes on a day that should not actually exist in the space-time continuum. <laughs> it's eerie. We're in a wormhole right now. <laughs> if you listen to this, there is a danger that you could fly back into time. So just be aware of that. Yeah, it's actually a crazy, bizarro day. Like, people came in with hats on their feet and shoes on their heads. It's wacky <laughs> out there today. I don't no, think that, that happened. No, that didn't. <laughs> the time thing is true, though. Just yeah, be careful. Yes. Yeah, yeah. uh, My part was... Fabricate. It's going to be a good podcast. We have the new issue preview, the brand new five-year anniversary of Relevant debuts tomorrow. It would have been today had this not been a bizarro day. Yeah. Yeah. Had we not been in a wormhole. Yeah, it should have been today. You're getting your your copy a day late. So, uh, but but I'm just going to get out of the way up front. The main reason you're going to remember today's episode is this is the last episode that Jesse Carey is part of the crew. That's right. What? I didn't hear about this. Unbelievable. A couple of weeks ago, what? I, a couple of weeks ago, I told the people on the relevant message boards that Jesse's leaving us. He's moving back up to Virginia Beach. He's going to work for Pat Robertson at the Seven Hundred Club. And, why are you laughing? You are. Well, I mean, I'm working for CBN, CBN. which is Seven Hundred Club. Well, they do the Seven Hundred Club, but they. What um, exactly will you be? Doing? They do other. Things. Do you know yet? Yeah, I'll be working in digital media department for Pat. Yes. Wait, is he the the bodybuilder? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesse, you got to meet him. Oh, he'll meet him. Yeah. He's, nice. He's sharing an office. Don't with him. don't let him <laughs> don't let mule kick you. <laughs> so if there's a lot of tension in the room, now you know why. <laughs> I'm really mad. I've tried to loosen it up by offering free back massages. So far, Adam is the only one to take me up, um, and, and that was unsolicited fact, like two weeks ago. Yeah, in so. fact, Jesse, I'm feeling kind of tense over here. Well, you had your chance and made it weird, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I asked I just, you to keep your shirt off. I just assumed, okay? I, you say free back massages? I just you, assume. You know things. who likes back massages? Pat Robertson. He so. probably would prefer, like, calf massages to keep those, those legs limber. Right. You, know? you can't get your hands around those calves, so... Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of an all-day job, you know, <laughs> so look forward to that. Look forward to that, Jesse. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, okay, entertainment releases. That's what we're supposed to be talking about. Uh, movies coming out in the day that is not. That's the new official mm. name of... Right, so they may or may not be coming out. True, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. 
We'll see what happens tonight. I think they'll just fall and they'll somehow go back in time too. <laughs> they actually there's a lot of time traveling year. going on. We've got the other bowling girl uh, with Natalie Portman and Scarlett Johansson. Uh, yeah. More like Borophil. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. Everyone was thinking it. No, that's not the other bowling girl. It actually is. Oh, it's a follow-up to um, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. <laughs> Kingpin. Right. I'll be King there. Kingpin too. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, we've also got Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell, and the yes. full-on uh, marketing blitz has been on for a couple of weeks now. It's been delightful. I'm a little nervous because this is the, I think it's the first one of the big Will Ferrell movies that's rated R. Mm-hmm. So I hope they're not. What? Yeah. No, not Anchorman. Anchorman was rated R. Anchorman was PG-13. No, Anchorman was rated R, my friend. You want to you wanna make a wager? Yes, bet. Make a bet. How much? I, I don't wager. Oh. On things like that. Cameron is coming up with the answer as we speak. I, am. I withdraw my previous statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so PG thirteen R. Yes. I, I I would like to withdraw my PG thirteen. Oh, <laughs> Jesse's the winner. <laughs> no, but see, it makes me nervous because you know they're always a little raunchy, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like they need to take it. I, I feel like they they don't need to get cheap laughs with like R rated humor. You know, I feel like they How do they're you know funny they're enough. Be cheap laughs. What if they're what if they're very well thought out laughs with R rated humor? I, I'm just I just sit and I'm nervous about it. You know, okay. but you still so, want to see it. I, oh, I'm one hundred percent definitely seeing it. Working <laughs> working at the Seven Hundred Club, are you allowed to see R rated movies? I assume so. Yes. Oh, okay, surprising. You're not allowed to here. Uh, music coming out on Tuesday, March fourth. We got the Oaks with songs for waiting. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, those bad seeds yeah. he hangs out with. <laughs> Dig Lazarus, Dig. Don't get that reference. Um, Michael McDonald with Soul Speak. Uh, nice. <laughs> Is up. it really? Kara Davis, wherever you are. Yeah. She, I know where she is. She's R. camped R. out in front of a Best Buy waiting for the CD to come out. Uh, Let's listen to a little Michael. <laughs> Time and again, this time I won't win. But another fight, things ain't right. I'm a loser again. Takes a fool to lose twice. Always worth it. The smooth strains of Michael <laughs> McDonald. Yeah. A sentimental fool. Got the Black Crows with War Paint, Ruby Sons with Sea Lion, Jared Anderson with Where Faith Comes From. Went to college with Jared Anderson. Yeah. Is the Black Crows? Is that the one that the whole brouhaha? Yeah, from with, Maxim? with Maxim. They evidently reviewed yeah. the album without listening to it. I like heard one Guilty. song or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They admitted. I mean, listen, no, no. We've done that. I yeah, expected oh, more from Maxim. Doubt. Yeah, honestly, it's like you know. I mean, they're a premium men's magazine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cancel my subscription. That's a legitimate publication. Yeah, they should listen to this stuff. They're professionals. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bunch of kids running that one too, is there? <laughs> I hear Power Robertson's trying to hire their editorial staff. (laughs) Fireflight's coming out with Unbreakable and the Myriad with Arrows with Poise. Finally coming out. We're excited about that one. So that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices.
You're listening to House of Pain. The song is Jump Around. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Van Halen with Jump. Get it? Get the theme? It's leaping. Leap. Leap, leap day. day. Jumping. Leap day. Why is it called Leap Day? Do we know? It's the day that the, the clocks like leap ahead to catch up to the uh, right, actual the calendar, s- the solar calendar and right. stuff. Oh. So you have to kind of leap the calendar once every four years. So we Seems- should have been leaping around the office all day. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, really, every year to. should have about a quarter leap day built in. I was right, going to say, why don't they just extend day, right? a day or something? I guess An that. extra 15 minutes? Because yeah. then like your day and night would be thrown off. If you start looking into it, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of weird stuff they do. They have leap seconds. You know, they have like leap yeah. hours. They just catch it up. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. It's the um, skip button it, on your remote. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> evidently, uh, the rotation of the Earth is actually slowing down, hmm. which is putting atomic clocks slightly off of... Uh, the actual like astronomical time, so yeah, it's uh, it's not the atomic clock's fault; it's the Earth's fault because mm. it's just kind of is that true? Down. Global yeah, warming. It okay, it is true. I couldn't tell if you yeah. were. And no, folks, the moral of that story is recycle. Yeah. Exactly. Recycle. Cause, Please stop. Because Earth is the slowing Earth. down yeah. right now. <laughs> Too much trash. You know, it's, stop it's, it's, it down. I think it's the bird flu this time. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do we, it. Yeah, or SARS. Yeah, SARS. <laughs> That's. I'll do it. <laughs> Is it okay to make a SARS joke yet? Well, I think so. It's been a while. I saw one on SNL, right? <laughs> yeah, too Peter, soon. Peter Sarsgaard can do it. <laughs> Sarsgaard. <laughs> I've got five warehouses of these Peter Sarsgaard Sarsgaard. I really need to get them off my hands. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm actually in a lot of financial trouble. <laughs> Did anybody see SNL last Saturday, the first one back with Tina Fey? I did not. I heard good things. Oh, there were was there good. was several high points. Okay, Tina Fey's opening monologue with Steve Martin was hilarious. Okay, number one. Number two, Weekend Update, Mike Huckabee's on there, and they bring him on. Oh, and, I saw the clips. And, and Funny. They're, they're, they're basically, t- you know, like, it's interesting you're still in the race. You know, that's actually now a mathematic impossibility for you to win. Really? I, you know, I, don't, I didn't major in math. And so they're laying out all the data of why he cannot get the nomination. <laughs> and he goes, listen, you know, Seth, I, I'm not, I'm, you know, I know when to take my cue, when to bow out. I'm going to, when I need to leave, I'm going to leave gracefully. I'm not going to overstay my welcome. And, <laughs> and then, oh, thank you, Mike Huckabee, everybody. And he claps and he's just sitting there thank, just thanking everybody. <laughs> and they're like, okay, Mike Huckabee, everybody. And he's just kind of waving, thanking everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, you can go now. Thank you, Mike Huckabee. All right. I mean, it's like it was like That's it was so almost great. like a Family Guy moment where it was just like awkwardly yeah. long. You know, he didn't right. know when to bow out. I, I like nice. my favorite part is is like Seth. What I think you're not counting on is the super delegates. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, Governor Huckabee. Uh, they're in the Democratic primaries. Oh, they can't vote in the Republican primary? <laughs> uh, no, they can't. It's like, I was counting on those superdelegates. <laughs> I'll tell you, Seth, I was really counting on those superdelegates. Well, it's funny. Um, it's a funny guy, that Huckabee. You know, because Huckabee, you know, he has such a good sense of humor. And on all the late night shows, it's like, no matter what you think of like, his politics or, or anything, like you're like, you know, that guy is genuinely a funny, likable yeah, guy. Yeah, he's so likable. Did you guys see uh, There Will Be Blood yet? No. Not yet. Oh. oh, then you won't get it. There was a whole skit of one of the SNL guys dressed up as Daniel Day-Lewis in that character. It was a Food Network show. And he's like, 
I'm Daniel Plainview. This is my son and associate H.W. Plainview. <laughs> I'm an oil man, you know, and I, I'm searching the country for land with oil. And also on my quest, I'm searching for my second love. The Perfect Milkshake. And it, was, it was a Food Network show, The Perfect Milkshake. And he's in an old-timey ice cream parlor, and he walks up. Hello, sir. I'm Daniel Plainview. I'm an oil man. I will drink your milkshake. <laughs> and the guy's like, well, um, please, please don't drink my milkshake. And he goes, I have a straw, and I'm across the room, and I will drink your milkshake. <laughs> and he's like drinking the milkshake, and he goes around to the other one. And it was it was so perfect. If you saw the movie, his... It was like literally he could be the stunt double for Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. yeah. I would drink you. And he's like, my boy, my boy, I've abandoned my boy. And this whole thing, every moment that's iconic from that movie, he nailed it. It was, they were on was their funny. game this week. That's yeah. why I, whenever I see a movie that has like a really over the top, uh, you know, character, there's, I always see like there's a thin line between character and caricature. You know what I mean? Like even like um, in The Departed, like I felt like Jack Nicholson oh, yeah. was he was he, he like it, went walked that line. Like sometimes like this is so over the top. Like yeah. I know you're without being, a doubt. Yeah. So Daniel Day Lewis nailed it, man. I can't wait to see it. Oh uh, well. The movie itself, uh, <laughs> not that exciting. The movie itself is three over three hours long, and it's and, basically a prelude to the Bowling Girls. Is <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying? It's the, the point of the movie is a slow deterioration of this man's life, and you can't do that in an action-packed yeah. two hours. It, it, it's, it's worth so it's, it's worth seeing. But you yeah, you saw art. It. You saw art. Yeah. You're not going to walk out of there and go, "That was one of the best movies I ever saw." You're going to go, "That was one of the best performances I." ever saw but it's slow yeah. and dark Daniel Day-Lewis, and, man yeah. he's, he's, amazing. he's always over the top but he's always incredible but you know as and uh, we saw it the night it came out and so you know there was hardly anybody in the theater it made two million dollars that week you know i thought oh well, i'm glad i saw it because it'll be gone next week yeah. you know and uh i had no idea that this i will drink your milkshake thing became like a catchphrase phenomenon yeah. until about a week ago I caught people like referencing it and it was on Sports Center. like a guy like yeah. stole the ball and he's like I will drink your milkshake like, <laughs> like what? I thought like nobody saw this movie what happened here and then like on SNL and stuff but the whole that whole thing was such a cryptic dark almost psychotic moment toward the end of the movie I mean, like, you're literally going, oh, my gosh, he lost it. He lost, you know, he just lost it. Like, he was at the end of his rope sort of a thing. And it's funny. now that it's become, like, this national catchphrase, it's actually quite funny. But I've seen, like, T-shirts on, like, snortees.com and stuff. I will drink your milkshake. Like, I don't know why it makes sense. But anyway. Anyways. Um, slices. Slices. Yeah. Let's go slices. Well, this, this is my associate, Jesse Carey. <laughs> if I'd seen the movie, I'd say something really funny right here. Here, here was slices. <laughs> well, uh, there's a couple in my... I said whelp again. I think it's like ingrained... <laughs> well, somebody on the message boards pointed out that you were doing this for the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah. I've... It's... 
you know, I, I like to think of it as kind of like the I'll drink a milkshake thing. You don't know <laughs> when anything that I say is just going to catch on like wildfire, <laughs> even if a year and a half later. Well, and somebody, it's somebody was somebody wrote that they were like surprised that we only seemed to notice it two weeks ago. <laughs> you know, like I noticed this and commented on it to my friends like a year and a half ago that this guy says well, whelp all the time. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> Listen, the reason, redneck on this podcast right, saying they're, whelp all the time. The reason it really caught on with us, I think, is because someone had said something. I think me. That just fell entirely <laughs> flat, and there's just this pregnant pause, and then Jesse's like, "Well," and you know, tries to move along normally from there. You can't throw a whelp in after something like that. <laughs> yeah. Expect it to go unnoticed. It has to be casual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it has to be f- seamless, which I've I've mastered the seamless whelp. Yeah. Um, well, if you've ever wondered what life would be, that's like a T-shirt. <laughs> I've mastered <laughs> the, the seamless, seamless whelp. whelp. That's actually the, that's yeah. a cryptic name for an album. For a you know, like the Secret Machines. I have mastered the Seamless Whelp. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it'd be a really eclectic pop indie rock album. Well, well, <laughs> that's it. I got. That's all I got. Well, if you've ever wondered what life would be like on Mars, then you may not have to wait too I've, much longer. I've actually wondered if, is if there's life. On Mars. I mean, who knows? David Bowie and I would sit around a lot talking. <laughs> who about knows it. when we're gonna live in a world where we're gonna have to go colonize that planet? I mean, we may not any do day. That. Yeah, any day now. Any I'm day. expecting. Yeah. <laughs> I've bought my ticket, and I sure hope that I didn't get ripped off because <laughs> I put up a sizable amount of money on eBay for that thing. Um, but a couple of MIT students wanted to see what conditions would be like, so they tried to replicate them in their own little atmosphere in the middle of the desert. Now, it's two college students going to live in some sort of uh, bio-atmospheric dome in bio the desert. Bio-dome? <laughs> I've heard that they've actually I've already this optioned movie. this <laughs> for a movie with Polly Shore and, and Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin. And I, apparently the reason they're doing this is just to show their girlfriends that they're into the environment. So... <laughs> I'm pretty excited to see how this one turns out. Now, the, the news story just kind of says more the technical side, but the shenanigans that are probably going on. That's all between the lines. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought I'd let everyone know that there are some serious shenanigans going on in the desert, and we'll just have to wait until the movie comes MIT out. MIT kids. Yeah. So are they currently doing this? Yeah, they're currently okay. out there. So we haven't they're in space heard suits. the story. They're in space suits and the whole, the whole nine yards. Now, how funny would it be, because these are MIT students out there in the desert in space suits, okay? <laughs> You're telling me that if you lived in the area, you wouldn't at all be tempted just to kind of mess with them just a little bit. <laughs> hey, nerve, tells Mars going. Pat, Pat won't stand for stuff like that. I just want you to know. <laughs> oh, get ready now. <laughs> just get it out of my system. Mm-hmm. Well, evidently, um, there's this uh, group at the St. Louis University in Missouri. There are trying to study basically how the elderly receive companionship. And so they took uh, a dog around to nursing homes, uh, to a different nursing home. They brought no dog at all, but then to another nursing home, they brought in one of those robot dogs, Hmm. right? To uh, keep the elderly people company. (laughs) And they said after a few weeks of this, there were actually, there's no significant difference in the terms of alleviating loneliness and uh, causing residents to form attachments between the real dog and the robot dog. What? Yeah. So evidently, uh, robot dogs are just as good as real dogs at 
alleviating loneliness in the other. So all of you lonely podcast listeners out there yeah, who yeah. have no friends, just and go our, get, get a yourself robot a robot dog. dog yeah. Stare into its soulless dead eyes. <laughs> know that it doesn't love you back. <laughs> Like and, all your uh, other friends. Right. <laughs> now, um, now, the great thing about this is, you know, you could go to a, a, a pound or uh, some sort of animal shelter and get a dog or even a couple dogs if you want for pretty much free. Or you could fork over the $25,000 that costs for a, a robot a dog. Robot dog. Right. So I thought the robot dogs were like 200 bucks. That's, I think Jesse's adjusting for inflation. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about like. It's the same way that Pat Robertson now. calculates his leg. <laughs> He's already getting that TV, the CBN math. <laughs> well, I have here a story that might make make you cringe. Oh, um, boy. It is an Irish man who two years ago was blinded in a freak accident no. when, when red-hot liquid aluminum exploded into his face at a recycling center. That is a freak accident. Isn't that? <laughs> could, could there be a worse accident to possibly happen? And the fact that the, the poor guy was recycling. <laughs> right. was like, He's trying to help the I'm helping the planet. Oh, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> That's a red-hot <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> well, what's really gross is that he can now see with the aid of his son's tooth. I'm right? sorry, what? So, like what, huh? Like I, tooth? I, uh, <laughs> this is like the sci-fi edition yeah, of it's like, I, I recognize, it here, though. I recognize all those words, but they don't make sense in that order. <laughs> all right, well, he went over to London and had this procedure done. Um, I can't even say it. The abbreviation is OOKP, uh, which was originally uh, pioneered by the Italians in the 1960s. So apparently it's not new. They've been putting teeth in eyes for a long right. time. So this guy, his son, who's 23, donated a t- one of his teeth, its root, and part of his jaw. Here's what they did. They took the right eye socket, was rebuilt, with part of the tooth inserted, and a lens inserted in a hole drilled in the tooth. And he can now see. It, like, supports the corneas and everything. So the, his right eye took 10 hours, his left eye took five hours and he can now see about 65 percent so he can watch tv he can do normal things i think i think he's taking this recycling thing to <laughs> a dangerous level They're like, do, you, do you want us to put like some sort of you know we have tiny pieces of medical equipment that can really do the job well he's like, i'll just use my son's tooth <laughs> no reason wasting some good metal <laughs> metal's what got me into this <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be in this situation if i just would go to the dentist first <laughs> Since, since we all have robot and weird teeth stories, <laughs> um, well, you, have you guys heard about ReadyBot? It's it's a it's a robot that they've made that will clean your kitchen for you. Sweet. Right now, it performs about fifty percent of the normal tasks of straightening up, doing the dishes, putting stuff in the dishwasher. Um, and, but they're working to improve it to get up to eighty percent of of what you could a human could do. Does it have a picture of this? I mean, does it look human? No, it's oh, just like okay. it oh. looks like a big appliance that just kind of ro- rolls around okay. very slowly. See, I kind of assumed that it would be uh, weird. It would be real sassy. Like on the like, Jetsons? Yeah, be like, you know, anything else, Mr. J? Yeah. You know, that's that's how I pictured it. I pictured it like all chrome and kind of looked like a muscular silhouette of a human. And then like you're like sleeping one night and you're like, you're not cleaning the kitchen. <laughs> it's just like she's standing, standing over you're watching bed. me sleep. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to learn to love as humans do. <laughs> It, uh, it it actually looks like a washing machine with an arm. It kind of looks like R two D two with that dome. Well, they uh, that one of the FAQs on the on the website um, said, "Does it think?" 
you know, is is this an AI thing? And it's like, no. It, actually, your your Microsoft Word software is more complex than the uh, than this thing. Well, I've had some pretty weird encounters with words. So. <laughs> yeah, that little, paper, that little so paper that clip guy. Yeah, that's not comforting at all. Yeah, the little help guy pops up. He's not very nice all the yeah. time. Um, is one of the FAQs, will it go crazy and murder me? I think that's what they were going with, the uh, will it think yeah, for itself the, thing. The answer is, mm, probably not. Yeah, it's like, well, we've created artificial intelligence, the breakthrough scientific discovery of the last 3,000 years, but we decided to make it clean your kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it moves, if you watch the video, it moves very, very slowly. Like, well, you know, and so somebody said, why does it move so slow in the FAQs? And the guy said, uh, well, number one, it's meant to be used when you're not home. So it's just slowly going about uh-huh. its tasks all day long. The other thing is, if humans are living alongside it, you probably don't want it to move very fast. He's thinking yeah. for safety reasons. I'm thinking for overthrow and annihilation reasons. Right, exactly. <laughs> you want to you're outrun this you're thing. giving it access to your knife drawer. <laughs> there, okay, there are a lot of things. I was, I was actually just talking with my brother last night. There are a lot of things that I think are creepy portents lately right like okay this kitchen bot that moves around and handles your it's called ready bot um ready bot you know, <laughs> Whatever. that's that is a freakish portent now on the other end of the uh you know the intelligence scale uh have you heard about recently it's fairly recently uh anthropologists found this tribe of uh, chimpanzees uh completely isolated you know no contact with humans and they're using spears to hunt what yeah. yes this is a bad omen, okay? Because today they're using spears. Tomorrow they have you hanging in a net, pointing rifles at you. Wow! You know, Whoa. and it makes me wonder what is the point at which we decide? Okay, we've had enough with chimpanzees. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. they if they can ever kill from a distance, if they ever start throwing the spears, you know, definitely if they build a trebuchet of any kind. Well, here's what doesn't really concern me about the whole chimpanzees with spears thing. It's like, I know, like, anthropologists are probably really excited because it's a pretty big breakthrough, but when you think about it, it's like, the monkeys have spears. It's like, we have guns and cars and buildings. Yeah, but Jesse, you just have to think. We have this, robots. Right now, yes. <laughs> we have robots Take that. that. Clean our kitchen. Yeah. yeah, Skynet just made this sweet ready bot. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like a two-front war, though. We're going to get crunched from both sides. Robots on one side, chimps on the other. Mark this, my words. This is no good. If we ever see the robots and the chimps talking. Yeah, that's what you don't <laughs> want. You don't want them real trouble. Yeah. There, there comes a point at which we still have the upper hand, and we need to decimate both of them. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? So... <laughs> I'm going to get, get more angry letters for saying that I hate chimps. <laughs> I love chimpanzees. You just don't want to be killed by to be killed at their hands. <laughs> or their spears. Yeah. 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 Or even worse, yeah. their spears. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm hanging a net and I say something. They're like, the human can talk. <laughs> you darn dirty apes. Yeah, like... I just I don't want to go down that road because I know where it ends with the Statue of Liberty sticking out of the sand. You know, yeah. you blew it up. <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen that path and I don't want to walk it. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices. Up next, new issue preview. So fly, a young, lovable, huggable type of guy. And everything is to the back with a little slack. Cause it's 
you're listening to... I don't even need to tell you. You're listening to Criss Cross, as long as jump. <laughs> I mean, really, who doesn't know that? Right. Well, maybe some of our German listeners. No? Criss Cross? international. Yeah. That was an so international. Went around the world. Yeah. You know, who you, you know who it is. I wonder what happened to those guys. Yeah? They grew up. I mean, are they still doing music? Like, what, what are they up to? <laughs> Are they still wearing their pants backwards? I, I mean, I'm but sure. you're asking that question about pretty much any one-hit wonder. I mean, like, what do you, what do they do 20 years later? If they had one hit, you're not really able to live they off of that one hit. They had a couple of hits. But the only thing I is... the bus. But they were kids, and they wow. probably signed a bad contract. Well, yeah, that's that's uh-huh. what makes me curious about them, is because, like, are they growing up and just doing something totally different now? Yeah, because... Where can you go from there? Like, working at a tire store or something? Oh. What's wrong with that, dude? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just asking if that's what they're doing. He was just thinking of a, an unrelated field. Yeah. Mm. The one's but an electrical engineer. I missed the bus. Okay. It has to do with tires. One's a lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> One works for pants companies. <laughs> pants. Pants companies. The pants industry. Yeah, pants International. <laughs> Worldwide Pants. Pants Inc. It's a television production. Yeah. Worldwide Pants. Who knew? All right, the uh, five-year anniversary issue of Relevant Magazine is hitting newsstands and mailboxes. Hopefully it makes it in. <laughs> mailbox. I like to imagine it like the Ricochet game Paper off. Boy. Yeah. You know, but some little kid's so, just riding down the street on a bike. So check your street. Check your grass we've around cut, your mailbox. We've cut costs. We've moved to a new distribution company, and it's all kids on bikes. Paper Boy. So yeah. we actually have, paid a 12-year-old. Yeah, he may that. have thrown it through your window. He may have. Thrown it to hit that guy breakdancing in the yeah. lawn. And it's only yeah. one kid, so if you are an international subscriber, you might be waiting a while to get your magazine. He, he yeah. wastes a lot of them at the, like on that, that obstacle course at the end. <laughs> yeah. um, the the new issue is our best best of looking back at the last five years. And uh, the, cover, the cover line, the cover story is 35 ideas that changed the world. And we decided to look back and find kind of seven of the highlights from each of the five years and kind of go through that. The cover is uh, anchored visually by Chris Martin of Coldplay. Mm-hmm. He is uh, visually portraying one of the ideas that changed the world, and you'll just have to see it. Yeah, to know see, what if I'm talking about. It. Yeah, see if you can spot it. See if you can see what he's holding. I was going to say, hint, it's sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does have sunglasses on. Look at that. Uh, what a cool dude. He's a cool dude. It's also our new music guide every March. It's our new music issue, so we have some good stuff coming up later, and I'll play you some of that, some of the highlights. So we kind of got to go a little faster because we got to make room for the for the music. Yeah, so. we're gonna have to blow through this sucker. Yeah, it's and it's our thickest issue ever. More content than we've ever had. So we have we're a have to broad, say, big Nagian task ahead of us here. Yeah, we're gonna have to say less about more. Yeah. We're usually pretty good at saying very little about things. Yeah, well, we're we're good at saying a lot, uh, talking a lot, but not saying much. Right. Exactly. So. Less about more. That's yeah. what you're about to get, people. Uh, starting things off, we've got uh, my column is full of nuggets, just so you know. So just uh, prepare yourself. Delicious for ones. <laughs> yeah. Chicken. Bring bring some of that Polynesian sauce. We have a, <laughs> we have a new dollar menu in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> We're leading off with some nuggets. Yeah, yeah. buffalo buffacue sauce not included. <laughs> <laughs> buffacue irks me a little bit more than gymnatorium, <laughs> and way more than fitnasium. So, <laughs> buffacue—that is not something I want to eat. 
I'm sorry, <laughs> word inventors. <laughs> it slices the uh, lead slice is actually about a very cool architectural uh, rebuilding movement in Nolens. Uh, headed up by Brad Pitt and some others. About. Yeah, it's in the the lower ninth ward. Uh, Brad Pitt kind of has said he's kind of made that city his second home. and was really wanted to do something after Hurricane Katrina hit, so he commissioned um, some of the world's most innovative architects to actually come up with ways to <clears throat> affordably rebuild neighborhoods that could hopefully in the future, if any other flooding disaster happened, they wouldn't be as susceptible. And he's actually allowing people to sponsor homes and you can go on and donate. And even there's some merchandise that goes to benefiting the communities there. So very cool. I, I want to point out on the facing page, um, the picture of Chuck Norris there, you may immediately be off-put by the expression on Chuck's face. That's actually Jesse. What? That's Jesse's face on Chuck Norris's head. It's not. It is. What part of his face? Because there's a bunch of pieces his, there. Those are his eyes, nose, and mouth. It's not his mouth. Are you serious? Yeah, it is. Oh, but it's Chuck's goatee and Jesse's Chuck's teeth. goatee, Jesse's, yeah. <laughs> After, yeah. after, I so thought you, it was like a, a plastic doll. No, so if you look at that picture of Chuck Norris and for some reason it makes you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> now you know why. If Chuck Norris and Jessica Carey had a baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. I will Here never grow not, a beard. No, no. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't grow. Yeah, just don't do your hair like and that. And after this came out and I saw this, I was like... I'm going to throw away all my denim vests. <laughs> <laughs> or just bedazzle is, them yeah. beyond recognition. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that's, 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 that's what I did. Yeah, yeah because I, you would lose half your wardrobe if yeah. you threw it. <laughs> I got to wear something. His, his Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where am I supposed to go when I dress up? People? <laughs> and my Uzi holders are no longer brown leather. They're black leather. So I think it really did the trick. And you bedazzled them. <laughs> yeah. And the Uzis, too. Yeah, but that that right there is courtesy of the twisted mind of Jeremy Kennedy. So, oh, Jeremy did that. Yeah. That sounds like something Alistair put it. Yeah. Well, wow, oh, interesting. That's funny. Uh, a couple pages later, we got a piece on critical mass. I'm only pointing this out because uh, they annoy me. Uh, <laughs> Thank I, you. I have been caught in traffic because of critical mass. And uh, it, it, if you don't know what it is, it's just basically uh, basically flash mobs on wheels. Yeah. And they just ride around town clogging up traffic. It's hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of bicyclists. And, uh, of hipsters. Of hipster bicyclists. Two-wheel hipsters. The yeah. worst with, kind. Uh, with fixed, <laughs> yeah. Hipsters with transportation. Yeah. Yeah. Hipsters with fixed-gear bikes and an unwarranted uh, sense of self-satisfaction. Yeah, that's what that's what I don't like. It's like when they ride by and look at me like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. And it's like, well, guess what? I'm doing this. <laughs> Please, if you ride, bu- ride bikes, don't write angry letters to us. Uh, also, on that same page, it's a, you know it's a good page when you can talk about critical mass and also Bushwick Bill. Can I say that when the Leland guys were in the studio recording and like a couple of them were kind of thumbing through they could not stop talking about bushwick bill like this was their favorite thing in the issue and they have a feature in the issue which is funny that all they wanted to talk about was bushwick bill yeah bushwick bill uh from the ghetto boys uh, got saved he's doing christian rap now if you know that if you saw office space all of that kind of gangster hip-hop that's the ghetto boys uh they're known for my mind just playing tricks on me a lot of early 90s classics west coast gangster rap and he got saved. If you're trying to remember your ghetto boys, individual members, he would be the little person of the group. Really? 
Yeah, literally. Yeah. So uh, he, that's kind of probably how you remember him anyway. Yeah. It's a fun, fun and, thing to catch and up he on. Is, he is hardcore, too. I mean, that guy's really got a interesting story. Yes, he does. Okay, you well. just have to read it because I'm not going to tell you. You <laughs> consider yourself teased. <laughs> uh uh, flipping the page a few pages later, we got we got a little cheat sheet for you to be the smartest person in the room. You might enjoy that. Very cool. <laughs> we have an all new Razzle Dazzle on the web page. Um, it is nice. Tying in with uh, what's going on at relevantmagazine.com. dot oh, com. Yeah, that is that a is nice. nice on the web page. Nifty Difty. Uh, we stole it from another magazine that we saw. I'm flipping through it and I saw it and I was like, man, they're on the web page is better than ours. Let's take Switch it. it up. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Alistair. Let's do it like this. Yeah. Thanks, then, Cat Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we burned their offices yeah. to the ground. <laughs> Many felines died that day. <laughs> That's but not, not in vain. Yeah. Not in vain. Their legacy lives on and are on the webpage. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't the Cat Fancy offices. It was just the weird cat lady <laughs> here in Orlando. So we do apologize. Well... We do like cats. <laughs> yes, no. I apologize. Wait, I mean, we do. No, I, I don't. Them. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not but, a cat person either. They poop uh, in a box inside your house. What, that's yeah, not what. Why that? Why? Yeah, is that who enjoyable? owns who here? They go, <laughs> yeah. they go crazy. They can scratch you. Nah, no thanks. Uh-huh. All oh, right. That's so we had that experience. We yeah. had a cat who was no, nice. All cats are awful. No, no, no. We had a cat they that all was poop nice. In a we, box well, that's that true. You have to clean we out. rescued him. You know, he was nice and stuff. And then Maya got we got a puppy uh, mm-hmm. after we'd had him for a year or whatever. And all of a sudden, the cat just turned on. Went no, insane. that's cats. That's cats. They're just they're horrible, horrible creatures. Started, <laughs> they started literally doing things. We're sitting there like watching TV. He's not in the room. And, but what we didn't realize is he had been stalking us. And so out of nowhere. <laughs> He jump on Maya and slash her legs and then gone. Oh yeah, I had a cat who would do the same thing to me every day. The, I'd um, say if I had to one word to describe cats, I'd say sinister. Yeah, they're all evil deep down. They just hide it until they've lulled you into a false sense of security. That's what happened with us. And then uh, he's kind of squirrel-like, and so you'd be sitting there, and he'd come up behind the back of the couch and swipe your neck, yeah, yeah. and then run off. And They're awful. Well, the great awful thing creatures. about squirrels is they make no bones about it. They know that we're on opposite ends of the friendship here. You know what I mean? I'm never going to befriend a squirrel, and nev- no one's ever going to befriend me. Like. You know, there, there's definitely tension there. With a cat, you're always like, Is he, does he want me to come over and pet him? Does he? <laughs> I think he's looking at me kind of nice. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, they're awful. Yeah. They, That's won. the thing. It's a the mind cats, game. Cats don't make their intentions known. You know, one second they're laying on your lap quietly purring, and the next second they're scratching out your eyeballs for no good reason. It's like our last editorial meeting. Honestly, that's and I I thank, told thank you I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, and thank goodness for that tooth technology, Adam. Or else I would be... Look, I, all I can do is apologize, okay? I can't say it won't happen again. The scene is in Vegas this week, or month issue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As it travels around the country this week, it's in Vegas. (laughs) Who knows where the scene will end up next? (laughs) They keep sending us postcards. Um, It's like those roving reporters going across the country on CNN and Fox, getting the pulse of the land. It's it's lame. Yes, it is. We have a couple columns by Jason Boyette and John Piper. So you got your your thinking and you got your laughing. (laughs) 
<laughs> got to see the range. It's yeah. on purpose, yeah. people. Yeah, Piper this month is a laugh riot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guess which one has to do with the Sasquatch. <laughs> All I'm saying is just bring a box of tissues because you're going to laugh till you cry. We lead off features with, with an article on the world race. It's actually a really cool thing that a lot of college students are doing. Yeah, it's um, the, these guys and girls, they embark on this kind of amazing race-style journey across the, the world doing different tasks. And there is um, you know, a winner. They're, they're competing. But the real, the real goal of it is to get people to connect with different cultures and perform acts of service and kind of missions work along the way. It's a really cool yeah. idea. That's cool. Je- I hadn't heard of that before. Jesse, would you say the real winners are the children? I would. <laughs> I think that's safe. Yeah. Um, no, it's really cool. It's, uh, 11 countries in 12 months is, uh, is what they do. And, uh, they should just seriously round it out 12 countries in 12 months. Well, this is my suggestion. They want to spend a little extra time in one, I think in, in in Thailand, whatever, Adam, I don't know. I made that up. Do better work. (laughs) The next, uh, feature I think is really, really cool. Uh, it's called letters from death row and it's, uh, this profile, this couple, uh, who has written for us before, actually. They're talking about a friendship that they struck up with a death row inmate, and they exchanged hundreds of pages of letters uh, over their the course of their friendship with this guy and just kind of learning to, uh, to humanize this person. And uh, they actually became very, very good friends. I'm not going to tell you where it goes. You'll just have to read it. But it's it's really but it's uh, called letters from death row. letters from death row um <laughs> but I think no, there's it's, inevitability here that we can uh, well well you'll, ha- you'll have to read it. and see you'll have to read and see it'll it'll tug is it. there a surprise ending ending maybe, maybe. i'm not gonna tell you um i already read it <laughs> i know i'm like have you read it <laughs> um cameron is, what cameron's doing here is playing the part of the reader and, <laughs> and i'm getting no, inside the mind right, of the reader and, and no reader i'm doing I'm an faq to, yeah i'm not going to tell you reader you're just gonna have to read it but it is leave it me is, alone reader yeah. why does the article move so slowly <laughs> because we don't want it to kill you <laughs> um it has access to your knife drawer um <laughs> So that actually came out sounding in really poor taste when we were talking about someone on death row. Um, at any rate, no. It's a, Hopefully you didn't just terrible. skip to this part. Yeah, it's, it's a great terrible, piece. Adam. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Deeply I, offended. It, yeah. I'm, Adam like robots. Don't get mad at him. <laughs> yes, please. I, well, I, he was I, talking about inmates. on. Okay. I love everybody, I okay? Please st- stop sending me nasty letters. At any rate... Um, it's it's a great article. It's really insightful, and uh, I think it'll, it'll tug at your heartstrings. I can see cool. my reflection on my computer screen. My my mustache is coming in. It's coming in very nicely. I like it. I can actually feel it on the microphone. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a good it's a like good padding. Feeling. You know where I can padding. feel mine. Right in, here. in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> my my heart has a mustache. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> The doctors say if they remove it, I'll die. <laughs> Matter of fact, that mustache on my heart's the only thing keeping me alive. Uh, the next thing we got is our cover story, 35 Ideas That Changed the World, looking back at the first five years of Relevant. Relevant. You know, I got to say, this is probably one of the most fun and satisfying features to put together, because 
you know, we read back through every single issue of the magazine. And uh, reading back through, you find a lot of stuff. You're like, wow, man, I totally forgot about this feature. And it was really, really good. Yeah, it was you know? fun. It was, hey, there's my face. Yeah, yep. on, on page, uh, <laughs> page 69, um, there's a... Sorry. <laughs> let's just let's just what page camera let's, how about we just Why skip we over this comment on, <laughs> on the fourth page of the feature there's a, a a female with tape on her face and that is maya that's me that's not something that like she's made to do around the office <laughs> or anything like that she talked like, too much that day that was punishment yeah so no. so don't send me letters but it's um. it's basically <laughs> snippets ideas there's some look back at some of the actual articles like we put photos of of the actual spread we have some some new interviews with like kind of updating like we did that cover story on moby a couple years ago we did a new q a with them uh to kind of bring it up to date we you know there's just a lot of a whole range from social justice stuff to the spiritual mm-hmm. stuff we've covered to, to some of the really biggest cool. interviews a ton of big names in here yeah like i think if if you haven't been reading the magazine since the beginning uh then i think you're going to look through this and you're going to be surprised you're going to be like wow i, I no was idea. surprised uh, yeah honestly same here <laughs> i mean like i mean even stuff that i that i was here for reading through like oh man i forgot about that that was really good <laughs> Sadly, I had the same reaction. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to see the progression. It's fun to see, like, in the early years, the difference between then and now. In the early years, we were fighting the fight to justify to be able to talk about secular entertainment. That was the, yeah. that was the controversial thing. <laughs> and then it kind of shifted to, um, you know, like, hey, there's something going on in Africa we should be aware of. And then right. it kind of shifted to social justice and now outward living and... Um, you know, so there's, there's been a definite progression in, in the focus and tone of the magazine and you can kind of see that, although we don't do it exactly chronologically, you do definitely see a wide range of, of a uh, tone and focus. So. Yeah. It honestly was just a real fun article put together, just to getting to read back through, you know, the whole history of everything we've done. Uh, there's also a very, very labor-intensive article to put together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we, we had done it and then decided to blow it up and do it completely differently about two days before we went to press. <laughs> so, you know, this is a good 10, 12-page section, and uh, we literally blew it up, I think, 36 hours before we went mm-hmm. to press and mm-hmm. started over. Yeah. So it was it was all hands on deck there for a while. Yep. But it it turned out great. Yeah, it did. Uh, flipping the page, we got an, an article on Harmony Dust. Harmony is actually the wife of Pigeon John, the rapper, mm-hmm. who is playing our five-year anniversary party next week on Saturday night. Right. Uh, this this article on Harmony, it talks about her. She was at one point an exotic dancer, and then she got saved, and she now has a ministry to reach out to um, other strippers and kind of introduce them to Christ and help them tangibly also get out of that life, that trap yeah. of that, that lifestyle. And it's a really, really moving article. It's it really, really cool. is. It's, What's the name of her thing? Her ministry is actually called Treasures. And on page 82, there's a picture of Harmony and Pigeon together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is one of those stories you read. And her story, it's it's so heartbreaking, but at the same time, there's so much redemption and hope in it. You know, it's just, a, it's a great article. Just, a, a, she's got a really fascinating story. Yeah. Very cool. Absolutely. Uh, flipping the page, a little bit different pace here. A little, sometimes, you know, we want to give you some practical stuff to chew on. You know, you get some nuggets in my column, give you a few more nuggets here. Yeah. You know, in case Actually you still tips. have, and 
And you get well, oh, these yeah. are sirloin tips. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no <laughs> barbecue required. Yeah. yeah. Just A1. A, A1. Maybe even if you're highfalutin, some horseradish. Mm. You know? It's uh, an article on finding the balance between um, being successful at work and life. You know, a lot of times, you know, in our in our 20s, you find yourself in that gap in time where you can throw yourself into your career and, you know, it's before the mortgage and the kids and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and all of a sudden, one day you wake up and realize your life's kind of really out of balance. All you're doing is working. And so here's a way to, to still have an impact and achieve a lot uh, professionally, but kind of practical tips to kind of pull back in certain areas and say, remember to do these things and you'll also have a good balance with life and your faith and everything else. So. I like I like the the sticky note design there. When I whenever we get issues, I'm, I always put sticky notes in there to denote certain things to go back and and that visually was like oh oh just part of the design. <laughs> so it already did it for you. That's so yeah. nice. Uh, so now we're ha- we're we're the majority of the way through the features, but I wanted to pause for the people who are listening. We're debuting something in the next issue that I think you guys might might care about. We, with the May issue, are going to a completely recycled paper. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, have been, people have been clamoring for this. And we were able to do it. We found a paper. It's actually a better paper. It's a whiter paper. It's a heavier paper, so the magazine will feel better. And it's completely recycled. So uh, Interior and exterior, right? Yeah, the cover and all the interior pages will be all recycled on recycled paper. And that's, that's cool. a big thing for us. And we were able to do this. And actually, not only is it good to do it, but it's actually saving us money as well. It's a win-win. It's a win-win-win-win-win all the way around. I mean, even if it costs us more, which is what I was expecting, we yeah. would have probably done it. But the real winners are, are the, the trees. Oh. <laughs> okay, or the children. They climb the trees yeah. and build houses in them. Well, what we're trying to do is stop the slowdown of the atomic clock. That's right. So we're trying to play our part in slowing get down the rotation. Bird flu, we're coming for you. <laughs> That'll probably be the last thing people hear on the podcast. So. <laughs> hey, if I got to go down, I'm going down with the bird flu. <laughs> uh, flipping the page, we got a story on uh, the uh, grassroots prayer movement called burn247.com. Uh, Jesse's actually friends with these guys. Yeah, it actually started off as kind of a, a worship meeting in just kind of some college dorm rooms, some guys who are musicians and just kind of wanted to get together and play uh, a couple times a week and really just felt um, really passionate about what they were doing and what they felt like God was kind of um, how he was moving in these prayer and worship m- meetings. So they ended up moving them into churches around town and people would sign up for 24 four-hour sessions, and it's actually sparked um, the same kind of meetings in, in cities all over the country, and now they're even doing some international, so it's, it's a cool thing that they got going on, and it's led by 20-somethings. Similar uh, in, in focus to the 24-7 prayer, prayer people that were actually on our first cover story yeah. five years ago, uh, Pete Gregg coming out of London, the 24-7 prayer.com movement, I believe, 20, yeah. 24-7 prayer.com. Is this out of Oru? Yeah, these students are out of Tulsa, and uh, it's kind of it was interesting because back five years ago when we covered Pete Gregg, and I mean that's an international massive kind of movement now. There's a lot of offshoots, and we thought it was cool, kind of thematically to kind of go back and look at even what's happening today. And it's still, I mean, the Pete Gregg's thing organization is still thriving. You got um, the Kansas City yeah, stuff yeah. with IHOP yeah. and the call. the call, and and now this is kind of in that. Mm-hmm. same ilk and so it's it's cool to see that 
the movement is still happening in, in various yeah. ways. And, and some of the guys they talk to uh, the, that are interviewed for the story, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys, uh, other than just the worship and prayer, are involved in different kind of missions and different projects too. But just talk about the importance of prayer and worship and that side of of service and outreach and really connecting with with God on that level as well. Yep. Uh, flipping the page, it's our annual new music guide 08. So if you're looking at it. It looks like circles and then new music guide, but that's actually a zero and an eight. Yeah. <laughs> and can I say that this is my favorite year of the new music guide? I agree. I Hands absolutely down, agree. Unequivocally. It's going to be a good year in music? Um, yes. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I like the, the feature, the, the best of, of any new it's, music It's got feature. two parallel narratives happening. It's, visually, it's cool. There's, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to sink your teeth into. Yeah. It's like a Mark Steele book yeah, with but, different voices. Yeah, but the real winners in this are the children. <laughs> in the trees. And the bands. Yeah. <laughs> Who climbed the trees. trees and they live well, there. there's a robot on the Daft yeah. page Punk. 93. We were trying oh. our hardest to get Daft Punk on the cover. <laughs> yeah, and we, we really were. were. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that... <laughs> but, but what we were... <laughs> But what we were afraid of is that they would that they would kill us. The thing is, on us. they the, move the, very the, slowly. <laughs> yeah. And they were actually over at my house one evening uh, doing some cleaning around the kitchen area. <laughs> and I just thought, this is not going to work, guys. Sorry. Yeah, you had to let them go. Yeah, I was like, you, interior well, feature, we'll put you in there. Yeah. Good, cool picture, but cover, well, not the, happening. The thing is, he saw them consorting with a chimpanzee. He's like, no good can we're come We're breaking this. this up, yeah. I, I decided not to put them on the cover, and then... Uh, the next night, I, I was laying in bed, and I opened my eyes, and in the dark, they were standing over me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought, seriously, I called the cops You don't want that. Yeah. No. But they're, they're, they're just in... there to play electropop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were actually setting up. They had the fog machine going and everything. Lasers. <laughs> they were hanging some lasers. Yeah. And I was like, guys, seriously, get out of here. Yeah, you're it, you're it, not it, talking me out of here. Yeah, it on. is 1230. Come on. <laughs> seriously. I just want to play music. <laughs> Uh, are there any are there any highlights of music we want to give away or no? Oh, no man. Do, do we want to make them read it or I, do we want to tell them? Well, clearly we want to make them read it. You know, we we talk about the new school of uh, uh, hip hop. We talk about um, you know Motown infused indie pop. I mean, obviously that's been going on for uh, you know several months now. Uh, but there's more of that coming. You know what Amy Winehouse started. Many people are are continuing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we, we basically are talking about current trends, trends we see emerging this year, some key artists and tastemakers that are, that are kind of coming to, you know, to see, to make it easy on you. I'm going to pick some of the big pictures. <laughs> and uh, so here's, here's a clip from one of the big pictures, Dennis and Whitmer. Now, his picture is not nearly as captivating as the one on the facing page mm-hmm. of a new artist, Santa Gold. And when you see page 95, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and uh, she's described in here as Bjork meets hip-hop. And Ain't she's nothing leaving. wrong with that. That's a good description. I think, I th- I think she actually opened for Bjork. I think she was asked to, and she works with like pretty much all the New York hip hop artists right now. She is uh, kind of the go-to producer okay. slash. You're gonna be hearing here. a lot from yeah. her. So here's uh, a little bit of Santa Cold. 
So after the kind of introduction section thing, we've, we've got several spotlights and features. One of the things we mixed up this year is we actually did a lot of artist spotlights, and but we have a few features as well. We, we kind of caught back up with Thrice. If you remember a year and a half or so ago, Thrice was on the cover of the magazine. And uh, now that they've left the major label and are releasing some stuff independently, we wanted to catch up with them talk about their next season of music. And so there's a feature on Thrice. Yeah, and they're doing stuff that's just so different than anything they've done. The four themed albums. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Just really breaking some new ground. Come on, you weary, your heavy loads. Lay down your burdens, find a rest for your soul.
also a feature on Leland. I just, I really like the dude standing to over Leland's left shoulder. He's got a big beard. I just like that guy. Yeah. I just want to hang out with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that hat, too. It's a good guy. Mm. Flipping the page, we got Laura Veers. Huge fan of Laura Veers. Here is a track from Laura Veers. Tell you what, that Laura Veers, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, flipping the page, we got a feature. I mean, we're just like, I mean, we're banging the hits right now. We got a feature with Mr. J from the formerly of the Procussions. You guys know the Procussions. Oh, they yeah. performed twice here on the yeah. podcast. They are no longer a group. Mr. J's doing some solo stuff, and the other guys are doing solo stuff. Yeah. Mr. We- J's solo album is is talked about in the new issue. It's, Indeed, it's really it, good too. It's it's great. And really what the what it really focuses on is what Mr. J's kind of trying to do through this album which is uh really bring awareness to um victims of uh human trafficking. Uh so it's it's actually the cool thing is, you know, Jay's a, a great musician and everything we you know we love his music but this shows something even deeper than that that he's really trying to accomplish through music and even apart from that so it's a it's really a feature just about it's almost like a social justice feature it really is it really is we i mean with all of our music features we try to find the thing that's not just so and so has a new album talk about the new album you know i mean that's what we're always aspiring for and we love finding the people who have a bigger story than just i'm an artist that makes music and so all of these features were selected for those reasons i mean there's a bigger story with thrice there's a bigger story with laura Mm -hmm. veers there's a bigger Mm -hmm. story with mr j and uh and so you know Definitely check those out. We're not really getting into them, but uh, that's why you read the magazine. Exactly. Right? We're not going to give you too much here. We got some one-page spotlights. Uh, I'm going to just play these clips. I'm just going to hit them fast and furious. Here's, here is Jose Gonzalez, staff favorite, Jose Gonzalez. On the completely other end of the musical spectrum is my favorite new group, the Cool Kids. Now, of course, they only released a single and have some songs up on their MySpace, but everything looks like this is going to be one of the albums of the year, especially as far as like kind of fresh hip-hop goes. Here's uh, the Cool Kids in their uh, first single, Black Max. Give me about an hour and I have it clicking, ticking, blind, flying like my guys. I'm a murder club, don't pedal rider. Nigel said I'm good to get that ink on my bicep. I get busy as a bee on my bike grips. If I can't walk this sidewalk, I can fly. From the page, another staff favorite, the National. I don't know what we can say about the National that hasn't been said. A huge group, huge buzz. Here's the National. You have to do it running, but you'll do everything that they 
we got uh, Tooth and Nail's own. He is legend. Uh, kind of showing the other end of the uh, musical spectrum here. These guys rock. These there's guys no rock. way. Uh, there's no other way to put it. They just straight rock. I think about this. We got indie pop. We got progressive hip hop. We got kind of breakthrough buzz brand with the national, and we got we got the rock, the rock and roll. Changing things up a little bit, uh, closing out the magazine. Instead of reviews, we have killed off reviews. Yeah, they they were getting a little too uh, a little too big in the britches. Yeah, and, and, uh, and here's the thing: is it really worth your time for us to like give you a, a big slate of CDs that are so-so? Like, why not just focus? Well, on we weren't the even listening to them. We were reviewing yeah. them, but we weren't even listening. Yeah, like to them. that Black Crows album. I, we put that out like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. they, we didn't even have cover art for it. Yeah, if we just hear drew, an album's coming. I up. just drew something. I wasn't even sure if they're still a band. Yeah, we're <laughs> just like, oh, let's say a Black Crows album. Uh, we'll call it. We'll call it. Uh, Black Crows Five, and I just I, Black I, Crows flying around town, <laughs> yeah. and I just drew something. We ran a review, and thankfully they they didn't notice. Kind of flew under the radar, um, but we we thought why do that when we could just bring you accentuate the positive, as it were, and bring you the absolute best in books, music, and movies. So instead of seven or eight pages of little tiny reviews that couldn't really give it, give the albums the space to really get into it and talk about the artistry and all that and really critique um, to the depth that we wanted to take it, we felt a little hamstrung by those limitations. So we decided to just do away with it and bring you relevant recommends. And it's just a couple pages of kind of our favorite albums, our favorite books, and our favorite DVDs right now and why. So you can check out the new relevant recommends section at the uh, back of the issue. And if I could give a double recommends to The King of Kong, the DVD we recommend to the documentary. Has anyone else in the room seen it? No, no. I want to so bad. It is... Hilarious and amazing, all rolled into one. There's a documentary about two guys vying to be the world champion of Donkey Kong. Huh. And it sounds just like, oh, a fun video game movie. It explores the deep <laughs> issues of the human condition like no film I've ever seen. And it's entertaining the whole time. So check that one out. So that'll uh, wrap up your new issue preview. It's our five-year anniversary issue. Like I mentioned, it's our biggest one yet. It's chock full. It's chock full of nuggets, tips, tidbits, bite-sized pieces of information, and uh, it's thought-provoking some, material. There's some mini burgers in there. <laughs> sliders. Sliders. In there. <laughs> yeah. Pigs in a blanket. Uh, I put a couple in there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. A few ears of baby corn. <laughs> so uh, check it out. It's on newsstands nationwide. In fact, if you haven't found it at your local newsstand, there's a good chance this issue might actually be there. Yeah. We, we uh, had some exciting news, and we, we hooked up with a new distributor, and we more than quadrupled or tripled our newsstand distribution. We're in a lot of newsstands in New York City, Chicago, L.A., some of the major markets. Uh, most college campus bookstores brought us in, and we should be actually on a prominent rack on most college campus bookstores if your campus does fall at stores. So look around. It actually really, really helps us if you guys uh, buy or help us get word out and pick up the magazine on yeah, newsstands. Honestly, even if you have a subscription, <laughs> go ahead, head to the newsstand and get another one. And uh, you know, and, and, and then also check out relevantmagazine.com uh, for special subscription uh, prices and whatnot. It helps us out, keeps us in business, keeps the podcast on the air, so to speak, uh, if you guys subscribe to the magazine. So our five-year anniversary issue, out now. Check it out.
All right, uh, up next, feedback. You're listening to Leap of Faith by the boss, Bruce Springsteen. Not me. No, it's Bruce Springsteen. Um, the, the only recording artist who has ever mattered. That's not true. I was going to say, I, no, Tom, many, many came to Tom, Wait, Tom Waits and then Bruce Springsteen. So. Uh, okay, so time for your feedback. Last week, oh, you know what, before we get into feedback, I wanna, we, got a, we have a gift here. Uh, Bimini Wright, who's an uh, Australian, who's also a college student in Florida, uh, she brought a package of uh, Australian goodies uh, to celebrate Australia Day, which is the 26th, Adam's birthday, I, I assume a going away present for Jesse. There's a bunch of uh, reasons for her to bring us a gift. And uh, there's several things here, like kangaroo jerky. Um, as she says, incidentally, Australia is the only country in the world that eats its national animal. <laughs> Wait a minute. You guys don't eat the- eagles? <laughs> Jesse, Jesse loves eagles. Don't send him letters. Tim Tams are a true Australian Tim, icon. Tim Tams. Tim Tams, yep. Uh, they're, they're chocolate biscuits or cookies, as Americans refer to them. They're, they're the most fabulous and miraculous thing that God has ever inspired man to create. <laughs> Other than eagle burgers. She even gives us uh, tips on the proper way to eat a Tim Tam. And then also Vegemite. We've had some Vegemite. She sent oh some more Vegemite. Gosh. Can we send it back? Okay, She's Bimini. emphasizing uh, bold and underlined, only use a little bit. Bimini. A tiny amount. Vegemite is like being punched in the tongue by the devil. She it says, is the worst thing that has ever passed my lips. She's, she's like, usually they put it on breakfast on toast, something like that. But she keeps emphasizing a tiny, tiny amount. Ugh. Spread Vegemite very thinly. I mean, she keeps like emphasizing the don't yeah, put very much by, of it on By there. thinly, go ahead and take the jar and throw it away. <laughs> she says an American who's never tried Vegemite will be invited by an Aussie to eat a big spoonful of it. Bold capital letters. Do not do this. <laughs> Trust me. Da, da, da. So uh, thank you, Bimini Wright and her boyfriend, Charlie Todd. Longtime podcast friend, Charlie Todd. For, yeah, uh, thanks for, for bringing coming. this through. It was very, very kind of you guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so your feedback. Two weeks ago when we last were with you, we asked you to share with us your worst date L- story. Yeah, if you'll remember, it was close to Valentine's Day. Well, it was a few days later. A yeah. few days later. We Lo- thought... Love was still in the air. We, we all had horrible Valentine's Day dates. Yeah. <laughs> and so we thought, we want to hear yours. Yeah. yeah. So you guys didn't disappoint, and here are some of our faves. Well, this one is from Rob Marshall. And Rob had met a girl that he said he was pretty slightly interested in and thought it'd be cool to kind of take her out on a date and see how things go. Yeah, sure. That's how you do it. So he asked her to go out, and he didn't realize... It was on a Friday. He didn't realize that it was Valentine's Day. And just, I guess, Rob just wasn't thinking. <laughs> so he he thought, well, that's a little awkward. I'm asking this girl that I'm just kind of interested in. I hope she didn't get the wrong idea. So he said that. So Friday rolled around, and I was just had a crappy day at work. My boss kept me late. My mouse experiments in the lab were not working. 
What? what? That's, it's never explained. <laughs> That's my favorite okay, part can, of this. I, I could stop there, can, and this would be a great piece of Can I of hazard a guess? I'm willing to bet he's one of those researchers who grows human ears on the backs of white mice. <laughs> I was having a crappy day at work. My I'm boss missing. kept me late. My mouse experiments in the lab were not working. I had to rush home to get ready. So because he's, he's trying to give them sight by using teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I just love that he does. He feels no need to explain that, as like if we all work in a lab. Been there, oh, man. With yeah. Mice. I Been hate there. it when that happens. <laughs> yeah. On a Friday, you got to be kidding me, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. He says he's 30 minutes late to pick up the date. Um, the, the reservations didn't work out at the restaurant, so they had to find this other place. Uh, he was really stressing out because the whole night was falling, falling apart. So he ended up finding a little Italian restaurant, but he made the comment as, as sort of kind of making fun of himself. He said, this is the worst date I've ever been on. And he meant... He meant to, to, to be like... I'm, Self-deprecating, yeah. like I'm doing a poor job. But she looked at him with a wild look and said, what does that mean? And he had nothing to say back. He just, he just blanked out in total nervousness, just blanked out. And so he tried to explain, but it just didn't really make sense to her. So they, they ended up at the Italian place. You could draw on the table with crayons. Mm-hmm. And so he thought the dinner went really well. And he was like, <laughs> well, I think I redeemed the night. And he got up to go, and he saw that when they were walking away, he looked down where her plate had been, and there's a picture of her in a car looking out the window with a word bubble saying, this is the worst date ever. <gasps> oh, oh no. Take that, Rob. And his mouse experiments yeah, didn't his work? Mouse experiments it's like, just kick the guy while you're well. down, why don't you, mice? <laughs> Man. Wow. I have one here from Matt Riswig. He says, uh, this is probably one of the most worst moments on a date ever. He was 16, watching a movie with his girlfriend in her room at her parents' house. Um, and they started to make out a little bit and, um, all of a sudden he thought, I taste something gross. What is that? He said, but he decided to ignore it because he was kissing her. A few minutes later, he couldn't stand it. So he pulled away and there was blood all over his girlfriend's face. <gasps> he said, he asked her why you're bleeding. And then he realized that it wasn't her. It was his nose was bleeding all over them. Oh. It, isn't that gross? Oh. That well, is I don't, disgusting. Yeah. I don't feel so good. So he said he ran to the bedroom. Or, I'm sorry, ran in, he then ran into the bathroom to clean up. He said he was in there a long time because he was so embarrassed. Um, he said they hardly ever kissed again, and the relationship didn't work out. Yeah, well, he got well, a bloody nose on her. Can't nice. blame her. Okay, Matt Matt <laughs> Cooksey has a, a particularly like horrible cor- story. Cooksey. Cooksey. That's that's his that's his nickname. Yeah. What's up, Cooksey? Yeah. He's he's the <laughs> sh- guy. He's, he's the chef on the on the wagon train headed out west. <laughs> you know, like. Like, oh, Cooksey is going to make us some beans. Yes, sir, tarnation. <laughs> Cooksey's going to cook you guys up some fiddles. My oh. name is Daniel Plainview. <laughs> this is my associate, Cooksey. <laughs> and Cooksey always I'm talk- an oil man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to make me a milkshake, <laughs> Daniel Plainview. I, I will drink your milkshake. You stay away from my milkshake, Plainview. I have a straw. I will drink your milkshake. Stay away. <laughs> Does Cooksey always talk to the third person? Because I picture he does. Well, yeah. Cooksey's going to well, Cooksey's got a milkshake that he's just a raring to drink. He's Come up. here, Cooksey. I will drink your milkshake. You stay away from my milkshake, oil man. Why does stay Cooksey's, away from Cooksey's milkshake. Why does Cooksey sound like Don Knotts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, who can say? At any rate, Cooksey... Uh, nip it. Nip it in the butt. Yeah. Yeah, who can answer these questions, Jesse? At any rate, Cooksey uh, 
when he was in high school, there's this girl that he was interested in. Well, she had been dating this dude. And uh, after she and this dude broke up, Cooksey waited a, a, a what seemed like a reasonable time. <laughs> Cooksey. And uh, <laughs> I'm picturing like an old timey cook. Yeah, well, with, with the flipped yeah, up the bill. Flipped in up the bill. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, he's wearing suspenders yep, or, and, uh, or overalls. <laughs> and he has a backpack that has pots and pans hanging off of the back of it. Yeah. Well, tarnation. <laughs> like so like an old timey prospector. If there's any if there's any um, um, dialogue in this story, you need to do in that voice. Uh, I'll I'll try. I don't know if there is any, but um, you could add dialogue. Yeah. Okay. This is, yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, he mustered up the courage to ask her out. You know, a courting and a sparking. So uh, he was pitching some woo her way, and so they're uh, they're going to a movie, and as they're going to their seats, she notices that her ex boyfriend is sitting a couple rows behind them. And the whole time through the movie, they're glancing at one another, like she and the uh, ex-boyfriend. Uh-oh. They just keep glancing. And uh, Cooksey, he's he's getting riled up, you know, and you wouldn't like Cooksey when he's angry. Um, so <laughs> then when he, comes, when he comes out of the, uh, the theater, he goes to his car, and someone had picked it up and moved it on up onto the sidewalk, right? <laughs> he says, my br- brilliant deductive reasoning took over. Knowing that our small town had no good-natured German bodybuilders, I decided that it must have been her ex and his friends. So, yeah, they uh, while Cooksey was sitting there having to endure the fact that the his girl and her ex were shooting furtive glances at one another, those uh, those rapscallions picked his car up and put it on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. You danged varmints for tarnation. <laughs> you done moved my car. All right. Yeah, Cooksey. <laughs> Cooksey, everyone. Thank you. Crickets. Tumble. All right. Yep. Well, Adam, you could have used my new joke. I found it. I came up with a new joke today that can redeem any bad joke. I go like this. I go like, say, I, say that was me that just said that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, Cooksey, everyone. Then I'm like, well, on a more serious note, <laughs> C. It's the most serious key of them all. <laughs> just came up with that today. <laughs> So anytime you say a bad joke, just go on a more serious note, and then just sing a note. <laughs> It'll be hilarious, trust me. You know, you know where I hear shenanigans and laughter goes oh. down. <laughs> it's truly appreciated. <laughs> well, you have any more? Th- this one is from Joshua Horn, and I found this one quite humorous. He was he was in a band, and a girl that he liked went to go see the band play. So after they're kind of hanging out, and he offers her a ride home. And so he said everything was going really well. They were talking. They're heading home about a half hour drive until he felt something. Dot dot dot. Pressure deep within my bowels. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I could see you know kind of see where this was going. Especially my eyes caught the the two letters R R tracks um, down the down a couple lines. Oh, no. And if there's anything I know oh, no. from repeated personal experience, it's that pressure <laughs> deep within bowels and railroad tracks. So he said that while driving over them, the force was too much that he could take. Oh, no! No! (laughs) And a flatulent sound escaped my person. Uh. (laughs) But that's all? 
Yeah, that is all. Sound. All right. Well, well, not for me, but for for Joshua, I have some far more messy stories. Um, and to top it all off, Josh's mouse was his, was acting up during the experiments that day. Um, but so he didn't know how do you know he didn't know how to react. So he just kind of like looked over and kind of chuckled, and she saw him chuckle and kind of laughed too. And so he didn't really know you know what you know he just kind of played it off, played it cool, you know, just a little laugh. All right, railroad tracks, haha. So years later, he ended up marrying the girl. So that one day they're talking, and they're like, "Man, remember that first date when uh, I let one fly right in front of you?" And she's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Turned out she never even heard it. So all his nervousness really? in the car. Yeah. All right. So I mean, that's not how it turned out for me, but <laughs> good for Josh. <laughs> this is worst date story. That's... Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good though. He's lived a good worst... life. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You've had you've had a charmed life. Not, not like Cooksey. Poor old Cooksey. Carnation. My car's up on the sidewalk. Who moved my car? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just accidentally let flatulence go. Must be all them beans. <laughs> Every time he waves his fist, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> a diet of 100% bean. <laughs> Um, also, I guess there is a poster of Jesse as the smallest, uh, the tiniest gladiator He's by Jordan Holland. Yeah, you're going to have to see this thing. You're going to have to see this thing. <laughs> it's on, on where is it? Feedback accounts. I brought cupcakes. Whoa. Right. Woo, Jesse's Nest podcast. Right. And they have frogs on them. Are those cupcakes going to betray us too? <laughs> <laughs> they will put a couple pounds on you. They might betray my stomach. <laughs> I, uh, Just stay away from railroad tracks and you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, heard a, read a story about um, a lady who ate half of her salad and then all of a sudden she found a dead frog in it. <laughs> like cut in half. <laughs> yeah. It was in Florida somewhere. And, and she like snapped a picture with her cell phone camera and then like took it up. It must have been a fast food place. She took it up and they gave her money back and stuff. <laughs> um, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I know. So, but apparently I'm she ran the story. Dry heaps so I had just read that, and then I went and saw this, and I said, "Oh, there's frogs. Oh, cupcakes. Frogs on the cupcakes. <laughs> one of them's cut in half. They're plastic. It's the real one, and it's in Jesse's. <laughs> I don't. Feel oh, thanks, so Mara. Good. You're welcome. <laughs> Jordan Holland, you say something like that. <laughs> Is that not incredible? <laughs> <laughs> Let's play. Say it, Jesse. Let's play. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> that's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> wow. Nice. Not for your utter betrayal. <laughs> no, I'd rather as a little tiny wrestler. Okay. We'll try. <laughs> I've always thought of you as a little tiny wrestler from the moment I met you. I was like, Jesse Carey. Oh, yeah, the little tiny wrestler. Let's play. Let's play. He's the tiniest gladiator. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good job, Jordan Holland. Uh, check it out. You can you can see it for yourself at the uh, uh, on the uh, podcast blog at relevantmagazine.com. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Okay, uh, so I guess that'll do it for your feedback. Here's this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. The new issue's cover story is 35 Ideas That Changed the World. And so what we want to do is hear from you. Looking back over the last five years from your vantage point, what was the most significant idea 
that you can think of from the last five years that, that kind of changed everything kind of like the pivotal thing for you in your life that kind of changed it all for you. Mm -hmm. Um, we did 35 ideas that we've kind of talked about, but I'm wondering for you personally, kind of the main thing from the last five years that has shifted it all mm -hmm. for you right into editorial at relevant magazine.com or feedback at relevant magazine.com. Well, on that note, we will wrap up this uh, marathon edition of the podcast. Like we mentioned, the new issue is on newsstands, many, many more newsstands. So look at it when you go. And if you see it, it's like buried like on the third row or something. Move them to <laughs> yeah, the front. Move it up move to the front. Up. Help us well, out. Move, move all but one copy up to the front. That one, take up to the register and buy. Oh. Or just take it up to the checkout and see what happens. Yeah. Let's just see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Let them ring it up. You can return just it right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who says you have to pay for it? Yeah. Just let them ring it up. Though. I'd never pay for anything. Let them, yeah. <laughs> Much less magazines. Come on, people. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and many thanks to Jesse Carey for sitting in for the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's actually been around a while. I was doing the math. It was what? Oh, four. Summer of 2004, you were intern? Yep. Yeah, my senior right? year of college, yeah. And then 05, you. I went on the road uh -huh. for uh, about two and a half months. And then came on full time. It's been an amazing experience. Um, you know, everyone down here has been like extended family, and it's a incredibly bittersweet um, decision. But you know, we're it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. Everyone down here has, like I said, been like family to us. The podcast has been a blast. It's needless <laughs> to say, and I look forward to writing feedback and being on the listening end and. Uh, Seeing all the antics that go on and see how much funnier you guys can be when I'm not dragging the boat down. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh, you. Come on. So, no, but seriously, it's been... Self-deprecating. He's trying to get us to say, no, it won't be the same. No, I'm, no, I'm serious. I, I, You're fishing. You're fishing with compliments. <laughs> Jesse, it won't be the same. Thank but you. It, but, it, but it won't... It won't it'll it'll it, be hilarious. It, it's never but, the same. It's never it's the true. same. Right. But it's not that it's not as good. It's just not the same. It will be different. That Things is good. true. Lloyd is different than, than Jesse. That's right. Yeah. And I look... Just like Jesse was different. Well, Tyler... Adam's different from Tyler. Mm -hmm. Maya's different, different from Kara. Yeah, Tyler is different from Juan. Right. Things have to change. We can't stay where we are forever. That's not true. We can Seasons have to move forward. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, I'm sure it's going to be awesome. And I, Yeah, it will. It will be awesome. <laughs> we'll miss you, though, Jesse. I'll listen, we will. I'll listen and write in. And uh, thanks for everyone who's listened. And uh, you better write some hilarious feedback. Oh, I'm already, I'm already formulating some of my <laughs> I'm sure you are. I'm going to actually answer this week's question of the week. <laughs> so it's nice. kind of advantageous for me getting this head start because I can really get a good one. <laughs> I want to hear Pat Robertson saying some of the funniest things he's ever said with you writing his material for him. I mean, that guy's hilarious already, yeah, but you're going to take him to another level. Yeah, I'll it's amazing I that, that I hired you as his joke writer. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Adam Smith. And for the last time, I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week, except for him. You will see him next week.
Fancy.